Welcome to The Other Coast, a podcast dedicated to the Malifaux meta in Los Angeles. My name is Jeff, and with me here tonight is another player in the SoCal area, Colgan. Hey everyone. Hey Colgan. So tonight, we are going to talk about titles. Uh, as of the time of this recording, Weird has recently revealed the fact that titles are going to be coming soon. In fact, titles have already existed in the game, but you know they're going to come bringing fully alternate versions of masters that exist in the game uh and so we thought we would just have an episode that's going to talk about them this episode's going to be on the conjectural side because there's not a ton of information about them yet but it's going to be a topic that um i think could be interesting to discuss so to start us off colgan can you just talk a little bit about what titles are yeah so titles were introduced recently i think in a weird news article there had been some talks and i believe they had confirmed on a podcast that they're looking at titles but essentially it gives an existing masters basically a different set of abilities and a different set of actions without introducing a completely new model or a completely new keyword into the game so for example they had a preview of sonia unmasked so there's the original sonia who doesn't currently have a title i believe you know the old one with the ability to like reduce the range on enemy models depending on how much burning they had so now the new sonya unmasked can be hired instead of sonya and she will have different abilities like the sonya unmasked kind of plays around a lot more with control she's able to drop pyre markers that are severe and cause burning. So she'll have a gameplay style a little more similar to Karis. Right. And uh, although Weird has indicated that they're going to be releasing titles for all the masters, there's nothing in the rules that would prevent them from, you know, making titled versions of other models. And in fact, as they point out in the, the Weird Wednesday that revealed the Sonya title, there are actually models currently in the game that have titles like... Uh, Izamu has a title, Chiaki has a title. I I don't know how many there are. There aren't many. In fact, that might be all of them. <laughs> but there's no reason why we can't see and maybe won't see titles outside of just masters. So titles, uh, they sound like they have potential to shake things up quite a bit. What are some you know what are some things that we think are exciting about this? What what's something that we uh, we're looking forward to? Um, I mean, for myself, I'm definitely looking forward to some of the new sculpts that are going to come out. I guess we already have alternate sculpts for masters that exist, you know, in like the nightmare models. But it'll be kind of cool to see like rules that will actually set them a little bit apart. And I guess in the same line, it'll be cool having like these keywords that you've played for a long time. And now when you're actually going into the game, you can actually shake up your playstyle or adapt a little bit better to the schemes Uh, depending on which title you decide to use like i know definitely in the past that you know there's going to be certain strats or scheme pools that even if you really love this one master they're just not a good pick into it and now you know with titles maybe you can flex into that enough that you don't have to try and like buy an entirely new crew or learn an entirely new play style just to be competitive right right yeah i mean like as far as the sculpts go it's interesting to me that sonya's title is unmasked when she actually currently has unmasked or maskless versions available the sonya vintage uh doesn't wear a mask but yeah no i I agree it's always interesting because weird does just a great job with with its sculpting so i would definitely be excited to see you and know, what they do with another 50 uh another 50 masters i think you know, this does provide an opportunity to kind of refresh masters or to to put a different spin on them. There might be some that you know, you might think, oh, okay, well, Lady Justice, she's just a badass with a sword. And this might be an opportunity for them to explore a different a different area of, of Lady Justice or to reimagine what a mechanic kind of based around the, the theme of justice what that might mean within the context of, of the rules of Malifaux. So I do think titles are going to offer a pretty exciting opportunity to expand the way masters, you know, currently existing masters are played. But I am worried b- 
because we're not actually that far from when explorers were released and we you know there aren't even models yet for all of the explorer masters and all the explorer keywords and although we don't know really the release schedule of, of when these titles are coming out it might be a lot of stuff hitting the table at the same time right like all of explorers which hasn't really been played through yet and then we just get a dump of all these titles like are the explorer masters also going to get titles it could just be a lot to absorb cadmus the balance <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just a blank page <laughs> um yeah but i definitely agree like while i am excited about the concept of titles i do feel like it can be overwhelming for veteran players and especially newer players because I can only imagine it's like a new player is like, oh, you know, like, I, I really want to play Sonya. I'm like, oh, that's great. Um, she has like four different titles. So you're probably going to look into those and figure out which one you actually want to run. And then that's going to determine which keyword models you are probably going to be looking at. Yeah. Uh, so when it comes to the titles, you know, for you personally, in terms of what you would like to see, would you like to see the the title version and the the original the untitled versions of fairly divergent or would you prefer to see them as uh similar enough to where kind of existing answers still have play against either version um but you know obviously still different enough to where they're they're you know doing different things mm -hmm. i mean personally i would want to see them very divergent like i want you know, I think it would like help spice things up a lot, like having a completely different play style you can go down. Um, it'd be a lot of fun to kind of be able to explore that. And then I think it also opens up, you know, being able to expand keywords a little bit more so that you can actually kind of cater to that play style. But that's my personal one. And in the back of my mind, I know that it that has a very good chance of culminating a lot of negative play experiences. Um, depending on how far you go down that road, right? Because with the current way that they laid it out, the hiring is going to be such that you don't know which title your opponent has hired until you've already declared your entire crew. Mm -hmm. So if the play styles are vastly different, you know, so let's say Lady J, like her secondary thing plays around with Buried and she becomes like a, a guild Terra, what you're going to need to bring to effectively play against that versus the existing Lady J is going to be so different that I can see you just being at a huge disadvantage just because you, you know, you guessed wrong during the hiring stage. And that would, that would just be a horrible play experience. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, I could see that. I, it, you know, it just kind of occurred to me, right? We saw the title version for Sonya, but there's no indication that her totem is going to change. Uh, and although I don't think there's any master totem combination that is so intricately mechanically reliant on each other that changing you know changing the master but leaving the totem behind or unaltered is going to completely break anything it does sort of make me wonder if um like the utility of some of these totems is going to change dramatically based on whether you have the titled or the original that is an interesting thought though i i guess since like you mentioned they have already kind of hinted that you know giving other models the title change is definitely possible but i guess at that point if you had like different titles for totems too like would they have to be aligned or it's like you can hire normal sonya and then like what is it the, the i forget the name of the unmasked totem, like, or unmasked uh, uh purifying flame <laughs> horrifying flame reskinned <laughs> well because you know for instance what if they made uh, a titled version of Dreamer that was a melee beater, right? And then you just had, mm -hmm. you have him and Lord Chompy Bits kind of like double dragon, like, uh, you know, just going through wrecking face. I'm just kind of imagining like a Georgie Olaf thing where Dreamer is just like sitting on top of Lord Chompy Bits, like <laughs> whacking at things with those like cricket balls. <laughs> I mean, they could maybe do Dreamer sort of uh, like the hook. The, the movie from the 90s where Robin Williams plays Peter Pan and he's all grown up and middle-aged and everything. And <laughs> Chompy could just be totally disappointed with how Dreamer's, you know, <laughs> middle-class accountant lifestyle turned out. 
Yeah, I mean, again, like, you know, it seems like it'd be a lot of fun to play around with and like the possibilities seem great to me, but I could just see this turning the actual gameplay into just a nightmare for like anyone that isn't, you know, reading every, memorizing every single card and is like just up to the second on like the latest strategies and everything. Right. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, because obviously not very much has been released about this, uh, it, it is kind of difficult to speak about what the title system actually is going to be. And on our podcast, since we tend to, uh, we tend to like to speak in specifics, uh, it's going to be a bit of a difficult exercise for us. But maybe one way that we could approach a discussion about titles is to kind of like look at different areas of the game that uh, titles may may impact and and one one very important aspect i think is balance right and so one concern that i have is that if every master is getting a title and and the weird the weird wednesday reveal indicated that there would just be this book that had all the title versions in it and actually that is how weird released models in second edition they would release them in clumps in these campaign books so it you know in a way this is sort of a return to to you know the way they previously did development but I would be a bit concerned if a book dropped that just had 50 new masters in it. Uh, I think that would be pretty hard to balance. Uh, what What do you think? Yeah, I would be surprised. Like, I, I think that's just asking for a lot of trouble. I mean, there are a lot of complaints when the, you know, Explorer Society dropped and all those stats came out and everyone's like, how could they release in the state? Like, all this stuff is kind of like overpowered. And I imagine that's just going to be amplified so much if you just suddenly drop 52 new models across, <laughs> you know, every single faction that is going, and it's, you know, master level power. So like what they're going to be able to do is going to be at a much higher level than you see from just the addition of a new faction. And it's going to necessarily affect like every single keyword that currently exists. Right. Yeah. So that 52 number because actually I don't know how many masters are in the game. So did you, do you, is that the count of, of masters in the game? Uh, I think that's like a rough thing. Cause like, you know, there's eight masters in each faction, but then like, I think two of them in every faction are like dual master. So I guess like a rough thing would be at 48, right? So maybe 52 is the right. I, I'm not actually not sure where they came <laughs> at. We wrote that in the notes. So I just kind of went with that. <laughs> it's going to be somewhere around there. It's somewhere between like 48 and 64 new models. But, you know, maybe maybe we saw the future. And, you know, if it's 48, maybe they just add additional titles. Maybe some people are just going to drop with like a title for every single alt they already have. Right. Well, actually, it might edge up a little bit northwards because they could make legal virgin uh versions of uh <laughs> dead man's hand uh masters i mean do you think they're just gonna be like title title swaps is like lucius can carry around like the head of um kaladi and he'll just be like kaladi that would be a pretty like if if lucius's mask instead he was just wearing kaladi's head as his mask and that was like the kaladi title <laughs> Now we can just obey everyone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if that's how they would look to return Dead Man's Hand Masters to the game, if they even have any such ambition in the near term. But that could be mm. one way they could do it. I don't expect to see the reverse, right? I don't expect to see any title send a Master into Dead Man's Hand. I don't even really know how that would work. Like, I guess it would just mean that you could only play the original in standard events. But I mean, I wouldn't be disappointed because I, I think, uh, you know, Kaladi is obviously, uh, you know, a, a well-loved master in, in terms of the lore. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Nicodem and, and Ramos and Lilith, I mean, you know, those, those are, those are big names in the Malifaux universe. So I would like to see them return to the game in some fashion at some point. Although Kaladi especially needs a pretty heavy rework before he should be allowed anywhere near a game table. Mm. I mean, I I guess if you start doing titles thing, that could be a way to kind of prevent or reduce the chance of Dead Man's Handing in the future, right? Because if it turns out like, oh, you know, this 
design element for this master it's like we can't really tweak it enough to make it balanced it's like if we take too much away it just kind of loses all its flavor and if we don't do enough he's just going to run away with the game you can just kind of like throw in a new title and then just dead man hand the old one and you can still use the model it's just you can't use that specific version unless you both agree to it right yeah i could see that uh so you know in in terms of balance I think one of the things this title release is going to give Weird the opportunity to do is to look at sort of where the Masters are at in the game and where they feel the Masters are at in the game and where they really would like the Masters to be in terms of each other, right? Like relative to each other, you know, like looking at the universe of Masters. And they might say, well, yeah. you know, Master A is underperforming um, and Master B is overperforming. So we're going to give Master A a title that is strong and Master B, you know, maybe a title that's not so strong. And so titles may be an opportunity to balance Masters in in that sense. Uh, do you think that this is something that maybe Weird is doing or maybe something that Weird should consider doing? Or you know, do you think that would be a positive approach or a negative approach? What's your sense of that? So just to make sure I got this right, it's going to be kind of like a beta testing for it. Like... We don't want to get rid of this master entirely, but we want to see if we tweak these things, if that's enough to make them competitive without having to actually completely, without having to force everyone over to another version, or... I guess, I I, I think I more mean, um, you know, let's let's just say, for example, that they that they think um, Tony Ironsides is is too weak, like in her original mm-hmm. version, that, that she's just kind of underperforming. Rather than really you know continually try to to tweak the original tony and make her make her better they might just say okay original tony exists she's not terrible she's playable but she's not quite where we'd like to see her in the game so we're going to make a title version of tony which maybe you know isn't mechanically similar at all but is a Mm -hmm. stronger tony right like now she summons stuff because that's a great way to make everyone stronger Um, (laughs) uh and and so it becomes titles become a way for weird to address balance not by really looking at models that are underperforming Mm -hmm. but just like releasing an an entirely new version that is good Mm, i see yeah i could definitely see that i guess the the only issue i'd have with that is like it gets to the point, and like honestly, I feel like it's going to be difficult to be at that point where you have like a model that's strictly better. Mm-hmm. It feels like you might as well just do like a complete refresh of the old model rather than adding a title. But I can see like using the title as a way to kind of, um, I guess, ease that transition. But I guess like the scenario where you prompted, where it's like they're not necessarily weak, but it just might be, you know, with the certain schemes and stuff, or like how the meta has evolved, like they're not as useful in that form so then you basically just give them a title so that they're a little bit more relevant with how the game has evolved even though the old one they're you know they're still good at what they do it's just what they're good at isn't really valued that highly in the game right and i think that's a good way to put it because if you look at someone like lady justice lady justice is not a bad model but Mm -hmm. she does not tend to perform very well at the highest levels and i I can't say this as a player at the highest levels, but you know, <laughs> I watch I watch a lot of the Vassal games, you know, and and I I peruse the forums and I stay kind of informed of what the highest performing players are saying and and what they're playing, and and it might go to this concept of like floor and ceiling, right? If mm. if you make a master whose ceiling is really high, but it's very difficult really to play them effectively to reach that level of performance mm-hmm. is is that a way of of balancing a model is, is like you know is play difficulty a method of balancing a model uh and and i think that's actually a really difficult discussion to have if you have a crew that is unbeatable again just in a theoretical sense right if it's played right. perfectly it's unbeatable but you have to be the best player in the world to play it at that level is is the master broken because it can reach those heights or is the player just you know the best player and so that's why they're winning mm-hmm. so i i've seen it said in in other places or by other people you know, i've seen the opinion that 
it is okay and maybe even desirable to make masters that have varying difficulties of use. Mm-hmm. But if you're not getting anything out of that varying difficulty, like if, if Master A and Master B are theoretically equivalent in power, but Master B is so much more more difficult to play, then they're probably not equivalent in, in power, really, right? Mm. Um, but one thing I think they could do with a title version is they might give... Uh, they might make some of these title versions harder to play, but possibly mm-hmm. have, if not like a higher ceiling, at least the ability to do things that we don't really see in the game or the abilities that like they're currently quite difficult, like things that are difficult to do in the game. Um, mm. And so to offer maybe a more rigorous play experience for people. You know, now that you say that, I would be... I would definitely be in favor of that. It'd be nice. I guess it'd be kind of like a building block up. <laughs> you have like the beginner version, the intermediate version, and like the expert version of a of a master. Um, but it would be kind of cool to see that. I think, I mean, I mean, on the whole, as far as your question is, if something is difficult to play, does that mean it's okay that it should be stronger? Like, just from my perspective, I don't believe that should ever be the case. The more I play Malifone, the more I play different games, I realize that there, you know, there are people that like the intricacy and like having to like move certain things that can have like interesting effects. But I don't think that just um I guess what I'm trying to say is like it's kind of hard to say like what makes a master more difficult to play in certain circumstances. Mm-hmm. Like you know, you could say a thing is more difficult to play is like, all right, both of these masters can like do three damage a turn, except this one needs to pass like five or six different checks in order to do that. Like, yes, it's more difficult to play, but you're, you know, like you're saying, you're not really getting anything out of it. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, this master relies a lot more on positioning. Like, um, they have the potential to do more damage, but they, you know, they, if they get hit, they're going to go down really fast. So they're giving you know, that difficulty comes from the fact that you, even though you have the potential for like, um, I guess it's sort of like min-maxing, like you're able to outperform in a certain category because you're giving up power somewhere else. But because you now have this kind of glaring weakness, you need to be able to understand how to minimize that more so than a master that's just kind of like well-rounded such that, you know, a misstep in one area isn't going to completely like tank your game right if that makes sense no it does and i think what it also does is it illuminates just how difficult <laughs> i didn't want to use the word but i just did just how difficult <laughs> it is to talk about difficulty in malifo because it can mean many different things right so for instance lady justice or mcmorning these are not really thought of as among the the more difficult masters to play in in a mechanical mm-hmm. sense but they also, they seem to be struggling a bit at higher levels, which may indicate that it's actually more difficult to figure out how to play them uh, successfully to achieve the things that it turns out are really the most useful at scoring points. Because mm-hmm. if if you look at Lady Justice and, and you say, okay, well, I have, a, I have a big sword, I can get a bunch of attacks, you know, I have a leap that can also get me an attack. So it doesn't seem that difficult for me to pick a target and hunt it down. And actually after a couple of games, you probably even have your target selection um, to, you know, down to a reasonable degree of accuracy. But if it's more difficult for her to do the actions that you tend to need to win the game, that's one form of difficulty as opposed to another form of difficulty would be kind of, as you mentioned, there might be a crew that requires such precise, um, either precise crew hiring or precise order of activations or, you know, just has to be played at, at just a, a very high level of precision with, with, you know, just in a very exacting nature. That's another form of difficulty, right? Mm. And then even a third level of difficulty would be balance. Playing a weaker crew <laughs> is difficult. And there, you know, there are people who they enjoy making the game hard. You know, they like mm. playing on hard mode. So they'll they'll play the weaker things. Uh, and, and that is, again, a form of difficulty. And because there are many different ways to sort of look at how to answer the question of which master is the most difficult to play or, you know, what's difficult to play about Master X. That question, it's it's 
a lot more complicated than it seems. And so addressing that concept in Malifaux is all, you know, also just has to be very tough for weird developers. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 I feel like that just goes in the nature of like balancing all games. Well, because I feel like in 40 K mm-hmm. you don't really have the, the lady justice situation, right? So let's just accept for argument's sake, the lady justice is an effective killing machine, right? That, that itself is enough in 40k. Mm-hmm. Right? You have solved the question of what you're supposed to do with this model. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you, just roll, you just roll the dice and you take models off the board. Right. But, you know, again, it, it probably is, isn't true that Lady Justice is the best killing model in the game, but we're just going to pretend like she is for the sake of this, this discussion. Mm-hmm. That capability alone is not sufficient to win Malifaux games. Right. And so figuring out what else you're supposed to do with Lady Justice or what else you need to bring to her crew or what else you need to do with her models, that's that's tough. Mm-hmm. And and I think it's actually kind of interesting that Malfo does have that, that dynamic because other games, you know, they, they really don't. Generally, if you're if you're good at a thing, that thing is gonna propel you to victory, right? Like that is how you're going to win. Um right. but we you know, we do not see that being the best at something or being you know quite effective at one aspect of the game is enough to give you victory yeah so i mean i i don't know exactly if, if there's like a concrete point that we can we can make out of this or whether it just ended up being a long digression but ultimately i think people say you know malifaux it's not an easy game to play and i think part of that is again just because there's so many layers to what you're trying to do uh that I, I think even, you know, I, I watch plenty of games with experienced players and they're constantly saying, oh, geez, you know, I messed up. Or, you know, sometimes they end up in lopsided games. You know, like experienced players get blown out all the time. Like, I, I, I see it all the time. And it's not that they're bad or that their opponent was so much better. It's that you can really just get yourself into a bad situation in this game quite easily. One, I guess kind of going back to sort of the main topic that we were talking about in this discussion uh, like in this section balance one concern i have is that and i mentioned previously sort of the dissatisfaction i have with how slowly weird releases updates or you know weirds weirds preference to really only do these things once a year and 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 to be very narrow in their approach if you are only going to change a couple of masters and you're only going to do it once a year Adding another 52 masters to that equation is, you know, it's going to infuriate me. Uh, it, it, I think it's just going to exacerbate that hugely. Yeah, if they don't change, like, how they're going to be balancing things, like, that, that's why when I was reading the announcement, I was like, am I reading this wrong? Are they actually going to add, like, an alternate title for every single master in the game all at once? Because, yeah, I mean, I guess we already touched on this, but it just seems like way too much stuff to try and track, and it's probably going to be so long before it gets balanced, and it might just, you know, it could spawn, like, so many just negative play experiences because, like, oh, this new title master is, you know, just dominant in so many games against so many other masters. And that that also brings me to... I guess kind of like the weird decision point about how you're actually hiring them because they state in the release that, you know, that part of the allure of Malifaux is like kind of the mysteriousness behind it. So that when you're hiring these masters, they're not going to reveal the title change. But, you know, in the recent errata, they actually changed how you hire in additional masters into the game. Like before, it just happened during the hiring phase. So your master had, or sorry, your opponent had no idea if you're bringing a second master like they could guess but it wasn't until like the crews were locked in that they actually saw what you're capable of and from my understanding that created enough like lopsided situations that they're like well we need to change it so that the opponent can actually properly counter against like the second master the their the their opponent might bring in and now i feel like they're just kind of walking that back it's like okay if you have a second master you have to announce it but if you have a title that plays completely differently, even just in the Sonya preview, like Sonya 2 has heavy marker play, you're not going to be prepared for lots of markers unless you're specifically building for it. And you have no way of knowing that unless, you know, you just guess correctly. Right. Now, I agree. Now, 
obviously there's no reason to to believe or to assert that uh this was in any way part of weird's thinking but i would just like to say that for the socal regionals our hiring procedure and this happened like you know I think in 2019 or 2018, whenever we did it, uh, our hiring procedure was very close to this, right? We had a period where you had to, you know, you, you announce your master, then you had to announce any additional masters and, or, or no, it was like when you revealed your crew, if, if one player had more than one master and the other didn't, the other master had an opportunity to revise their crew or the other player rather had an opportunity to revise their crew. So mm. I think Weird did really have to address the surprise value that additional masters could bring, but I I do agree with you that titles may have the same effect, especially if titles end up being widely divergent between the two versions. Yeah, and I feel like with their stated goal, that is kind of what we're going to see, because they said that you know, they wanted to give title versions so that some of the more easily countered masters have more options. So, I, I mean, just to me, it feels like very difficult to take an easy counterable master and make a title version that isn't very divergent, that doesn't share any of those, you know, same weaknesses. Right. And, and so this kind of, I think, speaks to some unclarity that we have regarding, you know, sort of what the goal of the title system is. And of course, since there's not a lot of information out at this point, it's not a huge surprise that there are things that are, you know, kind of murky. But let's say, for instance, that it's like there's Killy version and Strat version, right? Scheme version of, of a mass. Like, let, let's just say that's how it turns out. Mm-hmm. In that case, during the hiring sequence, it's going to be pretty, it should be pretty obvious based on the pool which one you're going to see. And so with that, you know, if, if that were to be the dynamic, it would just be kind of like, well, why don't you, why isn't it just you, you declare the version at the first, in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's not that clear, if there's, if, if it's not that clear cut, then it's like, well, are the masters kind of closely aligned in what they do or what they're trying to do enough to where as an opponent, I can still make some intelligent guesses about what they're going to play? Or is it just going to be like, okay, they both just do crazy stuff. Mm. And I have to hope that I'm just right in my guess. And if I'm not, all of this, all all these stones I wasted on marker removal are just wasted. And I just have to play the game with a handicap. Yeah, it'll only be exacerbated for new players coming into the game. Because now when they play certain masters, they're going to have to try and remember all the different titles and all the different variations in play. And I feel like, you know, even spending like a good amount of time and like, you know, for veteran players, it's going to be definitely a huge adjustment if they actually drop like all of these master titles all at once. Yeah. And, you know, model knowledge is is part of game skill. Mm -hmm. So the argument that Yes, it's rougher on newer players, but that that is what it means to get better, right? If you want a skill-based game, uh, the the player who is more skillful should have an advantage. And so it's not right. it's not possible. It may not even really be desirable to seek to level the playing field when it comes to to model knowledge. And I think that's fair, but. I feel like, you know, one of the goals of third and one of the goals of the keyword system is to provide opponents with a sense of what they're going to see. Even if you don't really understand the ins and outs, you're going to, okay, I'm going to be playing against Rick Morning. He's a melee beater and he uses poison, you know, to heal his dudes. Just a quick perusal of his cards. It's enough to get that, even if you don't understand really exactly how all the actions of his crew are working you can take those concepts and build a crew that is going to try to address those mm. but if title mcmorning is just like a crazy you know like let's say he's just a a, a souped up version of fuhatsu um how are you supposed to use kind of the, the framework knowledge that the game is saying 
should be enough to provide you with a basis to produce some counterplay. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I think that might also run into the issue where you could see just a lot less variation in lists because there's too many things you have to consider to the point it's not worth it to try and take that one tech piece that could help you against one title and be useless against the other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So a lot to consider when it comes to balancing uh, these these titles. I'm, I'm definitely excited to see the titles, but I am uh, worried about balance. Um, but... You know, for now, we will move on to uh, maybe another area of of concern, but also potential, and that's faction identity, right? Will the titles kind of reduce faction identity? Will it increase faction identity? Will it give kind of weird opportunities to maybe strengthen or even identify a faction identity if, if, uh, if there really isn't one? You know, what do you think about the implications for faction identity uh, from these titles? I might be in the minority at this point, but I kind of feel like faction identity isn't as much of a thing anymore. Like, the more I play into it, like, I... Maybe, you know, like, tournament players, or maybe if I started playing in tournaments, it'd matter a lot more to me, but I don't think about faction identity so much as I think about individual masters. Like, if someone says, like, oh, I play a lot of outcasts, then when I'm looking at a scheme pool, I might think, oh, they might run like this, this, or this master. But I'm not thinking like, oh man, they're running outcasts. Like, I'm just screwed. Like, this is like a perfect pool for outcasts. So I don't know how much this will affect faction identity in the sense that even at this point, I'm not sure I could give like a really strong case for like how the guild as a whole is very, very different from like the Neverborn as a whole. Hmm, I see. Uh, I mean, I think, you know, part of faction identity is unfortunately balance identity, right? Because, <laughs> you, you know, the, the narratives of, yeah, the upgrades, the versatiles, um, kind of the, what are considered sort of the top tier masters, so the ones that you're going to see at the podium hunting players playing, uh, mm -hmm. as as opposed to, say, a mechanical philosophy that that runs through runs through the faction. Now there is that site bigger hat, and when you click through it, you actually you know you can see that some some abilities are more prominent uh, in mm -hmm. some factions than others, and I guess that can produce a, a a sort of faction identity. But I would agree with you that for a lot of players, it's it's really not so much. Oh well, you're playing you're you're playing the outcast, so that means you must be sort of this kind of crew. The the master is a lot uh, a lot more important in terms of determining what that sense is going to be like. And I mean, I I think that's probably true for most people. One concern I do have, maybe at, at the faction level, but maybe down the master level, is how the masters are going to feel distinctive. If you are going to drop another 50 something masters, mm. I think it might be hard to kind of preserve, uh, just in terms of design space, preserve unique play between all the masters. And I, I kind of see this already looking at Sonia. Yeah. She is not exactly guild Karis, but she, she plays a lot closer to Karis than she ever did before. And before this title version was revealed, you know, Sonya, Karis, and Reva, they're all Burning Masters, but none of them played Burning in the same way. And mm -hmm. and I, you know, titles I think have the the possibility of changing that. You know, now that you mention it, yeah, I think it's it it could definitely hurt the master identity a lot more in that sense, right? Because because there's only currently one way to play a master, you know, like there's only one card set. If someone's like, "Oh, I want a killing master," I'm like, "Oh, you can look at Lady J, right? You can look at the Vix." But if they start having all these titles, it's gonna be like, "I want a killing master." I'm like, "Well, I mean, every master can be killing depending on the title you take," and it's like it's gonna get to the point where it, having a certain play style isn't going to be enough to kind of narrow down choices for like deciding like what masters you should be bringing into pool or what masters someone wants to start with. Um, I guess conversely, this could be 
good for some people so that, you know, picking what you think is cool is just valid on every level. You know, you pick what you think is cool and then you can just adapt based on the title. One thing that might be kind of neat is they might make titles that fill slots that currently versatiles fill, right? So, for instance, they might make a a version of Jacob Lynch uh, that is essentially Fuhatsu. I, I, I know I've mentioned Fuhatsu a couple times now, probably, <laughs> but, but, you know, like, oh, I, I want, like, a ruthless model, like, who's tanky, who can shoot, right? Like... It, I mean, it's, it's, you can go on and on about the different things Fuhatsu fills, but you know they they might they might make it so that in ordinary circumstances I'm playing this crew and I would reach for this versatile to fill the problem, but actually for this master there's a title that does that. So now my hiring options have expanded. Now of course maybe it is just better to hire a you know to hire Fuhatsu and now I have two Fuhatsus and who wouldn't ever want that, but. If, if it's done right, it might just be that, okay, cool. Now I have more hiring options than I did before. And maybe that will kind of expand the range of models that were seen previously because these kind of gap-filling versatiles or gap-filling out-of-keyword models are less desirable or less necessary. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm such, having such a hard time concentrating because now I can only imagine like every single alternate version of every master just like Fuhatsu with the wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuhatsu unwigged. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about balance issues because it's just going to be the secondary Sonya and then you can choose Fuhatsu as your master for every single, for everyone else. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. I just think, you know, the the uniqueness of, of Masters is a major draw for me uh, for mm. Malifaux. You know, my, my Malifaux enjoyment is pretty closely tied to how much I like a Master, you know, their aesthetics or, or how they play mechanically or, you, pre- you know, preferably both. And I would not be in favor of a mechanic that had the, the end result of kind of reducing um, the amount of variability within the master pool. It would definitely take a lot of the fun out of the game. And I think, you know, just from a basic balance standpoint, right, it's going to either be to the point where based on the scheme in the pool, you know exactly which title everyone is going to bring all the time, just because, you know, they have such a wide selection that they're always going to have like the tailor-made master version for what you're going into. And yeah, it'll just like, it'll take a lot of the flavor and a lot of the fun out of all these unique mechanics we see and all these unique play styles we see from these masters. Right. Do you think there's enough design space for another 50 masters? <sighs> um, I feel like, I want to say yes. I I feel like just with how Malifaux is built and already just like the huge variation and play styles we see that i feel like compared to a lot of other games like it's ripe with you know the ability to go in like weird directions and things like that um but uh i mean i guess i feel like though at some point it feels like there has to be some overlap right if you just if you add that many more masters i can't imagine you know like i think there will be differences but i i think it'll could very easily get to the point where the differences aren't enough to be meaningful. Right. I would agree with you. Obviously, in, you know, just sort of technically speaking, there's enough design space. Anyone can just think up whack things and put them on a card. And, (laughs) you know, sure, it's something that that other models don't do. I mean, is it any good or is it... who knows is it too strong you know who knows um so i i would agree that i'm not i I wouldn't say that there's not enough design space i would be worried that there's maybe not enough headspace uh for wids developers to you know come up with now 100 different masters who are all playing differently uh not just from every other master but also from the other versions of the same master uh, mm-hmm. And and so to to provide a, a dynamic experience for each of them that is gonna present something that's unique to it 
and is also balanced. So, is it possible? Yes. Is it going to make what's already a challenging development task much, much more demanding? I, I, I think so. And my concern is that ultimately it just, it may be a bit too demanding. But time will tell. I will, we'll see. In, in second edition, there were master upgrades, which were not as drastic as, as these titles, obviously, uh, but they could have a fairly significant impact on, on how you were going to play your master, depending on which ones you took. The problem, of course, was that ultimately some were trash and some were just super good. And it was fairly rare to where you had legitimately different but equal options that came down to either sort of the pool or your personal play style, which, of course, would be the goal. If if these two title cards, like if the original and the, and the title master were exactly identical in terms of balance but they both did different things. Like that would be incredible. And Mm -hmm. we may see that sometimes, but my fear is that we're not really going to see that uh, as often as we would like. Yeah. I feel like it's going to end up that after you play through for a while, it's just going to happen that, you know, one master version is just going to be like the superior pick Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you're never really going to see the other one on the table, except for, you know, people who want to be, are kind of more snowflakey or they want to you know kind of up the difficulty level on whatever master they're playing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yep yep no i agree so uh just as a you know as a way of concluding on the basis of virtually no information (laughs) do you expect uh titles to be a net positive for the game a, a net negative or a wash I'm going to be optimistic. I think it's going to be a net positive. I I guess like the little caveat would be, but I, I guess this would go in everywhere as long as they don't go overboard with it. Like if there's a second version of the other masters, I think over time it could have, you know, divergent play styles. It can kind of shake it up and you have new cool ways of using these keyword models. I guess if they're actually planning to drop like the alternate version of all these masters at once, I feel like there's a much higher potential for it to just be like a negative experience out of the gate. But I feel like over time, it'll be a positive thing for the game. For like model games, at a point, you really do just kind of have to expand things and add new things to keep it fresh for the players that have players that have been playing for a long time. So they have new things to look forward to or like new strategies to try out. And I think this is a good way to shake it up without having to add just an astronomical number of like new crews and new factions to the game. Right. I agree with you. I think it's probably going to be a net positive, but in ways that I don't, I don't want to have seen the title system used. Uh, and what mm. I mean by that is I feel the biggest advantage it's probably going to bring to the game is I expect it will uh, lift the power level of some masters that are currently underperforming. And mm-hmm. that that's going to serve as like a de facto balance pass. And I'm not saying that Weird is going to use that as a way to disclaim responsibility to to sort of <laughs> find the right fit for some of these under underperforming original masters. But I think from a practical standpoint, that's the way it's going to work out. So like Jacob Lynch, you know, he's generally considered to be sort of an underperforming master. I know you like him quite a bit. And, you know, when I play... When I play against you and you're using him, I don't generally feel that he's super weak. Um, <laughs> but you don't see him a lot at, at, at top tables. You know, you're not seeing him in in podium taking lists. Uh, and I think the general sentiment that he is under underperforming is probably justified. Uh, and my concern is that Weird's going to say, "Okay, here's a strong Jacob Lynch Lynch title version." And yeah, we didn't do this to balance Jacob Lynch. You know, where, you know, whatever balance changes Lynch is going to get, you know, the original Lynch is going to get is independent of this title version. But I think mm. whether or not it's weird actual intention from a practical standpoint, that is how I expect titles to really have the biggest impact on the game and the biggest net positive by bringing some of those weaker masters up. Because also the opposite, it doesn't work the opposite direction, right? Let's say they made a title version of Cadmus that was terrible. You just don't play it. <laughs> you can buff 
weak masters by giving them a title or, you know, weak models. You buff anything by giving it a title version, but you can't nerf it. It doesn't go the other direction. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it play out. I, I definitely do think for like a good number of masters, um, at least out of the gate, it's just going to be that, you know, their title version is just going to be a strict upgrade. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. We're just going to have to wait and see. That's actually not so easy for me because I'm fairly impatient. And although, you know, maybe I come off a little critical of weird on in some of these episodes, but I'm a big fan of the game and I am really quite excited by the possibilities titles bring. So I will be looking forward to it. And also, you know, the fact that they are teasing more of the other side stuff, which We'll talk about another episode, but the other side, Sonya, looks really nice. I'm so ready for the other side to make a comeback. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Well, if you guys have stuck around, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we really appreciate all the listens. We play in one small corner of the globe, but we really want to be part of the wider Malfoy community, and that's the reason why we're doing this podcast. So if you have any opinions of how we're doing, Please let us know. We have a Discord. We have a Facebook. Uh, we have a website. You know, we have email. Uh, there's just so many different ways to reach out to us, uh, and we would just we'd love to hear you. You know, if you have things you you know topics you'd like us to talk about, if you have feedback about our episodes, if you'd like to tell Colgan that he's wrong, um, all of those would be more than welcome. We also have a PayPal and a Patreon, so if you'd like to support the channel in that way, that would be appreciated. And we definitely uh, like to send just a huge shout out to our Patreon backers and everyone who supported the channel in that way. Uh, and everyone who supports the channel in any way, whether it's reaching out to us or even just giving a listen um, or playing games at your local store. So I think that's going to do it for us for tonight. And I'm just going to say, see ya. Night, everyone. <laughs>